0: Hello and welcome to the World Evangelistic Podcast. This channel has been created for you to be able to listen and learn from Evangelist Kofi Sarpong on all kinds of topics. The message you're about to hear is actually from when he preached at his home church, Champion Christian Center in Washington, Pennsylvania, during their Sunday Night Revival service. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. But before we do, make sure you are not only subscribed to this podcast, but also that you follow us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Just search World Evangelistic and you can visit us online at worldevangelistic.com.
1: We have a great privilege tonight to have evangelist Kofi Sarpong in the house, man alive. It is a privilege, a privilege to have this man of God. You know, when I look look at the generals of the faith that we have had the opportunity as a house of God to have on this stage and in this pulpit, Let me say this. Don't ever take for granted what God is doing in this work. What God is doing in this place and the men of God that have come through and made deposits in all of our lives. Don't ever look at that in a cavalier way. These deposits are eternal. They're eternal. And tonight we have the privilege and the honor to have Kofi in the house and I don't know if you have heard him preach before, but this is a, a warrior of prayer that is going to bring a fresh word for us tonight. So, Kofi, come on up. We love you. Let's give him a good, warm round of applause.
2: Clap your hands on to Jesus. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you love Jesus, you'll clap louder than that. Make some noise to Jesus. Make some noise unto Jesus. Clap your hands unto Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 It is a great privilege to. This is a home church. Jay and um, Freddie and I just drove technically nine and a half hours because we drove eight and a half to Worcester and an hour and change to Everett. And we went and preached there. We drove back nine and a half hours this morning. So, but honestly, I feel very refreshed. I don't know why, but um, I tried to take a nap and I couldn't take a nap. But I know that God has something to do with us and do for us and through us tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God God has been so good and God is good. God is the work that God is doing in this house is marvelous, and we are very grateful to be part of it. I truly, truly, and sincerely love my pastors. I was talking to Pastor Nathan last week. I was like, Man, Pastor Nathan, I don't know what you are on, but whatever you are on, keep doing. And he said, Let me tell you a secret. I took a preaching enhancing pills. (laughs) I looked, I looked all, I looked in the green room, I couldn't find that preaching enhancing pills. So tonight I am preaching with no. Preaching enhancing pills. (laughs) We had a great time in Everett. About 45 people. Jay said he counted about 45 people, which was technically about 98% of the people in the room. (laughs) Came forward and gave their life to Jesus Christ, which... You know, I don't know if you could preach and get a whole church to give their life to Jesus Christ that is that is amazing. I remember when I was in Ghana um, last year not the most recent one and I went to a church and preached and it was about two over 200 people in the church and about 75 people came forward and gave their life to Christ. Amen. Sometimes you wonder what the pastors are doing but <laughs> hey <laughs> about 75 people came and gave their lives and I went to another church actually and about it was probably about 75 people, 75% 75 gave their life to Christ. Then the pastor said, you know, most of them are recommitment. I was like, it's still good. Recommitment is still good. You want, you know. But glory be to God. That is why God has diff- diversities of gifts in the body of Christ. Because there are people that God has put graced. That every time, you know, like Brother Tiff, every time you hear his word, even when you are saved, you want to run to the altar and give your life to Jesus Christ. Well, there is many things that are happening in the body of Christ, and it's happening to people. Which, when you hear some of the stories, we did a week of divine healing on Facebook Live, and many people wrote in their testimony. I had one guy write me on Facebook from Zurich, I can Australia, wrote me on Facebook recently. And he said I was listening to you preach, and I felt. He said just as when the lady touched Jesus, and Jesus knew that something had come out of him, and he said that when I was watching you, I felt like something entered into my body. And he said, you know, this guy is quadriplegic or whatever it is, whatever the word is. English is not my first language, so bear with me here. And he says that he said, I felt like something entered into me and I was able to, um, I began to move my one leg. He said the left leg and I know that God is, has begun something in me and God is going to complete it. And I said this to say that when I read the testimonies of people, that the, the prayer request of people, it really broke my heart to see what people are going through in life, what people are suffering. Many Christians, if they, you are to sit down one on one with them and ask them, what is the issues or what are you dealing with? A lot of Christians have a facade. They are, they are like wearing another face, not really, not really knowing what is going on from within, not really knowing what People not really knowing what the devil has done in their life. It is, you know, it broke my heart. I spend nights in the room, my prayer room, just praying over this test, um, prayer request and asking God to reach the people wherever they are and touch them with his healing power. Touch them with his restoration power and bring testimony into their home and wipe away the tears from their eyes there is many people that are going through so much and it is heartbreaking because in the the, jesus christ said that in the beginning it was not so it was never meant for the people of god to be able for the devil to have an upper hand over the church of the lord jesus christ it was never meant for god for the people of god to suffer afflictions like the church is being suffered with today and I ask myself where did all where did this go wrong you know many christians don't even know why the reason why they are going through what they are going through and people have come to accept the fact that or oh, because they heard another preacher tell them or they heard it somewhere one way or the other something to comfort them in their pain they tend to accept certain kinds of doctrines and theologies and they begin to say that it is God that is allowing me to go through what I'm going through so that I can be spiritual it is God that is inflicting me or God that is allowing the devil to touch me and afflict me and beat me around so that I can have a story to tell but I came to announce to somebody that the Bible says in the book of james chapter 1 verse 17 that god is a giver of good gifts that god gives when god gives you a gift listen that god is a good good giver of good gifts which in his gifts there is no shadow of turning or no variables whatever god does in your life the bible says that even ye that you are wicked you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more God, your father, to give of all good gifts. Would he not give you something good? You have to understand the Bible said in John chapter 10 verse 10 that the thief came to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus Christ said that I have come that uh, you may have life and life more abundantly. God will never put something on your life to destroy your life. God will never bring you into a situation to be able to bring you down to the lowest where you become a mockery to this world. Where you are confined in in your body. You can't do anything. It's like you <laughs> sickness has imprisoned you in your own body. I came to announce to somebody that it doesn't matter what is going on in your life. When your mind begins to shift and you begin to change your mind and realize that God wants something good for you. That in the beginning it was not so. God never intended for those struggles to come in your life. God never intended for the sickness to come upon your body. God never intended for you to go through that hardship and that pain that you are going through. When you began to realize that everything begins to change then you begin to ask yourself then what is going on how can I get out of this you know I'm we've seen by the grace of God like that I said the other day was we were on Facebook and one lady wrote in and said my ears was blocked for three years and as you prayed It came open, and now I can hear. And by the glory of God, she says she can hear. Because of the Facebook Live that we do, and almost everywhere that I travel with evangelists, Jonathan, or even go by myself people would come to me all the time in New Jersey. One lady said, are you Kofi? I said, yes. I said, Can I hug you? He said, yes. She said, you prayed for me on Facebook and God healed me and I am healed. And we've heard that in when we went to Louisiana, I heard the same thing. One young man said, I didn't even know who Jonathan was, but somebody sent me your message. And when I was listening, I was going through so much. And when I was listening to your message, I felt asleep. And then God gave me a dream and I know that God did a work in me and I woke up refreshed and renewed. That is where i want. I want to bring your mind to tonight. I want to bring your spirit. I want to carry you and bring you to a place. For the Bible says that upon Zion there shall be deliverance. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. I want to bring you to a place that you come to understanding. That it doesn't matter what the enemy has taken away from you. It doesn't matter what has been stolen, what has been destroyed. It doesn't matter the place where you find yourself now. The Bible says that for this reason that the son of God was made manifest. That he would bring you deliverance. He will bring you healing. He will bring you restoration. Everything that has been stolen, there shall be a recovery now by the word of the living God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Whatever has been done against you, whatever has been stolen away from you, there shall be a recovery. God shall bring you to a place where you will recover everything that the enemy has taken away from you. Sometimes I ask myself, why is Satan after humanity? And I preached this yesterday, and I said, you know, why do people suffer when we serve a good God? Because I wouldn't say, I'd never say why do good people suffer, because the Bible said there is none good. The only one good is Jesus Christ. And God loves everyone. For God is not a respecter of individuals. In every nation, anyone that is willing and obedient, when you open up yourself to God and you open up yourself to the word of God and you accept the, the demands of the word of God. If you've heard me preach or, say, or speak, I say this over and over again that Christianity is not about discovering what God can do for you. Christianity, every time I read through the Bible and the Bible said do this and that will happen, do that. I came to the conclusion that Christianity is about discovering what God has already done and grabbing hold of it. For the Bible said that since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence take it by force. Listen, the kingdom of God has come when John sent his disciples to Jesus Christ and says that John wants to know that are you the coming Messiah? Messiah, or should we wait for another one? And Jesus said, that, Go and tell John that which you see, for the blind sees, the deaf ears, the lame walk, and the deaf is coming back to life. And Jesus said, The kingdom of God has come. This is the hour and the time for the people of God, for the earnest expectation of all creation, and waste the manifestations of the sons of God? This is the hour and the time. For the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the people of God. To discover. What God has done for them to discover their inheritance in Christ Jesus. Grab hold of their inheritance and begin to manifest the wonder of God. Begin to manifest the glory of God. Begin to take over. For the Bible says that, ask of me the nations as your inheritance and I shall give them unto you. God has a place and a purpose for the people of God and the children of God to be at a place of victory, a place where you overcome every attack and every fiery dart that the enemy throws at you for anyone that is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith that your faith in Christ Jesus positions you in a place of perpetual victory a place where no attack you become an attack proof a place where the enemy can't touch you for if Satan has any place in your life the only place he is permitted to be is under your feet for the Bible says that he is under our feet for we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We are seated with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. The only place Satan is permitted to be is under your feet. In the beginning, it was not so. It was never in the plans of God for people to be sick. It was never in the plans of God for people to be at the pity of the world for his children you know, no, no father desires for you to see his children go through what many Christians go through. No father desires for that. That's why James said, is anyone, is anyone sick among you? Because to them, in the, in, in, in the early church, the sickness was something that was, you know, everyone that was sick got healed. Because that is the will of God for you. Why does Satan hate you so much? Why? Why does Satan hate you so much? You have to understand that Isaiah chapter 14, verse 14, the Bible says that one thing that the devil desired is to be like God. Satan desired to be like God. All he wanted was to exhort himself and to be like the most. Let me, let me read Isaiah chapter 14. I'm going to read from verse 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. And you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I would ascend into heaven and I would exalt my throne above the stars of God. I would also sit on the mount of the congregation and on the farther side of the north. I would ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I would be like the Most High. And the moment Satan said that I would be like the Most High, the Most High said, that is the, there is a reason why I am the Most High, because I am the only Most High. Because if you be like me, I can no longer be the Most High, because now it will be two that are Most High. So then there is no longer a Most High, because now then where God is becomes a level. Where everyone can be. So God said, no, Satan, you can't be where I am. So then immediately Satan was cast out of heaven. He was relegated and he was demoted. They snatched his throne from under his butt. And his butt smacked the ground. And he was no longer the son of the morning. He went from somebody who was decorated. The book of Isaiah said that all the precious stone was his covering. Satan was a high in command in heaven. The Bible says that he was an archangel. Satan had a place that meant very dear to God. Because the, you know from the Bible it says that he was the angel that oversaw all the worship that was going on in heaven. And God inhabits in the praises of His people, so Satan was in charge in bringing the presence of God wherever He was until iniquity was found in Him. And He said that I will exalt myself and be like the Most High. And God said, "No, you can't be like the Most High." And Satan was cast out of heaven, thrown. He became a curse. Immediately the man who was the son of the morning. The the, the man who was the son of the morning with odd brightness. The Bible says that he he is like the morning star. Became the son of darkness. (laughs) Kicked out. Possessing snatched from him. His destiny changed. His dignity was removed. And now he became a ridicule and a mockery. So then anger filled him. And he says that I must get back at God. I must get back at God. And you all know that God, there is a reason why he is the most high. And Paul told Timothy that God is the immortality that sits upon the unapproachable light. So Satan knew, I want to get back at God, but where God is, no man can be. He is in a place when it's unapproachable. I cannot go to where he is, so I must find a way to get back at him. God is the immortality that sits on the unapproachable light. So where he is, is unapproachable. That is why Jesus said, for no man has seen God. That's why we believe that Jesus Christ is God. Because for him to to proclaim that he is in the Father, and only him has seen the Father, which means that he himself has to be the Father. That's why he said that, I said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. My Lord said to my Lord. God said to God. So Jesus Christ is one with God. But then after, G- after Satan was relegated and kicked out of heaven, God said, let's go down and make somebody. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness god said let us make man in our image and according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so satan one thing the devil desired was to be like god and one thing god made man was to be like him so listen you are not an accident You are not a monkey that um, has evolved to be a human being. Even though when you see some people, they look like they evolved from monkeys. I apologize if somebody told you you were a monkey. But you are not a biological accident. You are not an evolution. You are made in the image And in the likeness of God. That which Satan himself desired to be. So the devil saw that man, I wanted to be like God. And God has made man like him. So then what must I do to get back at God? For me to, I can't touch God. Because where he is, I cannot be. So what can I do to God? I must destroy the image of God. So Satan said, I must destroy the image of God. So all the devil wants from your life, Satan is not attacking you because he hates you. Yes, he hates you because you are the image of God. But the reason why the devil is inflicting you with sickness, the reason why he's attacking you is because he hates God. Because he hates God. You know, Samuel said that when the people of Israel cried out, to, to him that for a king like the other nations. And Samuel went to God and cried out to God and said, oh God, the people of Israel have rejected me. And God said, no, 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 they haven't rejected you. They have rejected me. Yeah. Satan is not after your life because, you are, because of your skin color, because of your name, because of your background, because of who you are, where you're from. It's all because he desires to destroy the image of God but it would have been very irresponsible of God if he would leave the devil here on earth without giving us a way to combat him. It would be very irresponsible of God when he has left the devil here on earth, that God says that he came to steal, kill, and destroy. And God will not give us a way to recover that which has been destroyed. God will not give us a way to stop the attack of the enemy and push back his agenda and frustrate his plans and frustrate his devices and declare that his plans in our lives shall come to naught and take authority over him. That's why God sent his son Jesus Christ to come and die for us. The Bible said that for this reason that Jesus Christ came and took away sin from us. Because sin is the breeding ground. Sin is the legal rights of the devil. Because the Bible says that he himself in the beginning was a sin. He himself is sin. So wherever there is sin present, it becomes a breeding ground of the devil to operate. So Jesus Christ came and took away sin and if he took away sin, which means he's frustrated, he took away, the Bible says for this reason he was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Every work of the devil in your life in the mighty name of jesus christ i prophesy in the name of jesus that i as a man of the living god as a servant of jesus christ i command every work of the enemy in your life to come to naught i put frustration what the devices of the enemy in your life in the mighty name of jesus i serve an eviction notice to every devil tormenting your home tormenting your family tormenting your job in the mighty name of jesus In the mighty name of Jesus. I want to show you something from the Bible. The Bible says that a thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. Many of you, many people we've talked to, it is always the same problem. Something has been taken away from their life by the enemy. Their health has been taken away. Their joy has been taken away. Their finances have been taken away. For the Bible says that God has provided everything that we need. For he has provided everything spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Everything that is pertaining to life and godliness. God has already made available for his children. God has already prepared, given that into our hands. And it is now our time it is up to us to discover and grab hold of it. But some people it seems like it has been taken away from you. Even when you look for your health, your healing, you can't find it. When you look for prosperity you can't find it. Because there is an enemy against your soul who has gained access into your life. One way or the other has entered into a door and is scattering everything that belongs to you. But I have good news for you. For the Bible says that though the enemy came in one way by the power power of the Holy Ghost, he shall flee from you, serving different ways. Tonight, whatever enemy has gained access in your life, whatever enemy has entered into your family, in the mighty name of Jesus, they flee now in Jesus' name. There is is a way to recover. Say recover. Say I will recover all. I want to show you something in 1 Samuel chapter 30, the story of David. I'm not going to read, but you could, look, you could follow along. The Bible says that David went, to Ziggler, David went to war. And when he came back, at that time when he was running away from King Saul, and David and his mighty men had encamped in the land of the Philistines, a place called Ziklag. And that is where David and his mighty men were staying. And when they were returning from war, and if you've ever watched movies about war, When people are returning from war, whether they won or they lost, they have casualties. They are probably carrying some of their injured men. Probably some of their men died in the battle of war. They were coming back home. To, to, to tend to their wounds. They were coming back home to console the wives of those who had fallen. They were coming back home to, to be able to be with their family after all that they saw. All that they went through and all that had happened to them. And the Bible says that as they approached Zeglag, they saw smoke coming from their camp. So they quickly rushed onto their camp. And when they got there, everything that was theirs, everything that they owned, including their wives and children, had been raided and taken away. Everything that they had had been raided and taken away. I don't know what has been stolen from your life. I don't know what has been taken away from your life. But I know one thing. That God is the God of recovery. And by the power of the Holy Ghost you will recover in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. David came and his man, his men were distressed. Just see tough guys crying. Tough guys in pain. Because everything that made their existence an existence was taken away. Their children were nowhere to be found. Everything that they had in their possession that belonged to them was gone. Came back home to destruction. Came back home to sorrow. Came back home to mourning. Came back home to pain. Came back home to struggles. And the men, were, they were grieved in their hearts. And they thought of stoning David because David was their leader. David was their king. They followed David to war. They went to war because of David. If it was not for David, they would have been home with their family. So then they thought of stoning David. But the Bible said that David was, greed, was distressed. Which means, I studied that in the original language. It means that he was brought into an uncomfortable position. A place where he could not man- maneuver. He was he had his back against the wall. He could not do anything. He didn't know what to do at that very moment. He could not think of any solution or any plan. But David did one thing. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. That is the place I'm, I'm preparing you for you to, to bring you to a place where recovery happens. David encouraged himself in the Lord. I don't know what you are going through tonight. Like I said, when you meet certain Christians or you talk to certain Christians, it doesn't matter. You might think you are going through the worst thing. Talk to somebody and see. One person wrote so many things that was wrong with their body to the point that I was. I, I, I said, why don't you just write overhaul? Because it seems like nothing in his body was... It was a miracle that he was even alive. You don't know what somebody's going through. That's why I refuse to judge people. I don't judge anybody. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what people have been through. I met a young girl in Ghana. When I was there in November last year, this girl would come to the house, help my sister cook and clean. I was like, oh, she's a very nice girl. 19-year-old girl, and my sister told me, oh, I met her at church, and, you know, she, her father and mother died when she was traveling with them at the age of eight years old. So they had a car accident, and they died. She survived. So she's been living with family members one after the other, and she's been living with her cousin, and her cousin hasn't been so good to her. So I was, okay, good, nice story. You know, everybody has a story to tell. But I went back this year in May. And she, was still, she, was not, she had now moved into our house. I was like, ah, I thought you were help consoling her. Now she has moved in. And she was like, oh, let me tell you her story. So with Ev, she started telling me from everything that I've told you. And now she was like, she was living with one of her parents' cousins. And her, his friends would come to the house and molest her. And then when the cousin brings in a girlfriend to the house, the girl would have to sleep outside. So I couldn't take it anymore. So I said, just move into my house. I went and talked to the guy, and the guy said, you could have her. 19-year-old girl, and she was smiling. And when we prayed throughout the night, she would be praying. She didn't tell me a story. It looked like there was not nothing was wrong with her. So I asked her, "What do you want to do in life?" She said, "I want to be a nurse." I said, "Have you? Do you have what it takes to go into nursing school?" She said, "Yes." Then I said to her, "Listen. By the grace of God, I will put you through nursing school. Just go and apply, and we will see what we can do from there." I'm telling you this because you don't know what somebody's life. I saw the girl, a beautiful young girl, always smiling. Always there when you call prayer. But you don't know her backstory, what she's been through from a very young age. The molestations, the abuse that she suffered. Yeah. Nights and days without having food to eat. That is why you can't judge anybody. You don't know what people are going through in life. So we are still looking for a nursing school to put her through. And I could tell you stories. One young, one young man that I, I, I'm helping to learn a, a, a trade. When I was in Ghana in 2015, my brother's friend, he would come to the house. His father died when he was very young. He graduated from high school, what we call secondary school in, in Africa. Or if you are from Europe, on, maybe only Patrick would know what that is. But what we call secondary school. It's equivalent to high school. He graduated, doesn't have any help. His father was dead. His mom is barely living. He was working to put his younger brother through school and help his mom. And I, 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 I you know, it's when I it broke my heart when I was a young man sitting down asking, "So what do you want to do?" He said, "I want to learn how to. I, I, I want to learn a trade." So immediately, every money that I said, how much does it cost? We went and looked for a place which was a little bit closer to his house. The, uh, the person who owned the company or the job asked for all the listed all the demands and the price and the cost. And I could afford it. So I went, gave him the money, and he paid for it. And he's been landing that for almost two years now, by the, glo- by the grace of God. And he's almost done. You don't know what someone is going through. You don't know what someone is going through. I went to Bible school, and all the stories I told you was from Africa. I went to Bible school, and you hear some people, the reason why they came to Bible school, the abuse that they've gone through. I remember I was with evangelist Jonathan in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and after he was done preaching a powerful sermon, one young lady came, I was at the prayer table, and she kept pacing. She would walk outside and come, and angrily walked towards me and said, I don't know why, but I, something is telling me to talk to you. I was like, chill. <laughs> so I don't agree with anything he said. I was like, good, you don't have to. But then as I was speaking to her, because she had already annoyed me. And, you know, it doesn't take much to annoy me. <laughs> she had already annoyed me because of just walking up and down angry. But then the Lord spoke to me and said that this girl has been read. By her close family members. She went into a foster home. And she was raped in her foster home. So I said, listen. I know everything that you are going through. She said, how do you know? I said, you've been raped multiple times. And she started crying. You don't know what somebody is going through. All because there is a wicked devil. There is a devil who wants to see that your life is destroyed. There is a devil who who wants to destroy the image of God that is in you. There is a devil who wants to show God a God. Look, look at him. You said you made this thing in your image. You said you made this one in your image. Look at how ugly he looks. Look at how pity he looks. The devil wants to reduce you into like an object. That is why the devil afflicted Job with all manner of sickness, all manner of things, just to bring him to a place where people that used to eat on, at the same table, people that used to go to him for advice, were now advising him. On things to do. People were not telling him that Job, you are going through what you are going through because you are a wicked man. Listen, I want to announce to you that you are not. what you are going through is not because you are wicked. You are not a wicked person. It's because there is a wicked devil who wants to destroy the image of God in you. There is a wicked devil who wants to destroy the image of God in you. But for this reason, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, as I prayed before, I pray again. Let every work of the devil in your life be destroyed by the power of the Holy Ghost. After David and his men returned to Ziggler, and they saw that everything that they had had been destroyed. Everything that they had had been taken away. And all the men, strong men began to cry, didn't know what to do. David was pushed into a corner where he could not maneuver, could not turn, could not do anything. Because even the men he trusted, the men he broke bread with, the men he went to battle with, wants to kill him, wants him dead. Sometimes certain things you do, it's not your fault. It's because you've been pushed into a corner where even the mind doesn't even work right. The mind doesn't even work right. But look at what David did. The Bible says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. David strengthened himself in the Lord. Everybody was grieving. David was strengthening. Everybody was crying. David said... I shall lift up my eyes to the hills. Where cometh my help? My help does not come from the sun. My help does not come from the star. My help does not come from the north. My help does not come from the south. My help comes from the living God. When everyone was grieving, when everyone was crying, when everyone was wailing, David encouraged himself in the Lord. I want to tell somebody tonight, whatever you are going through, it makes sense to cry. It makes sense to grieve. It makes sense to blame somebody. But tonight, begin to strengthen yourself in the Lord. Nehemiah said, "For the joy of the Lord is my strength." Somebody asks, "How did David strengthen himself, or how can I strengthen myself in God?" For the joy of the Lord is my strength. True religion is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that he shall. Give you an oil of gladness for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. He shall take every garment of heaviness, or from he shall take every heaviness from you and give you the garment of praise. You have to understand how to prepare an atmosphere around you where, where it doesn't matter what was stolen from before shall be recovered. And when that atmosphere is created, nothing after today can be touched in the mighty name of Jesus. So we did a few moments. We're going to pray. We would pray and we would praise. David encouraged himself in the Lord and he lifted up his eyes and asked God, God, what must I do? Should I pursue them? And God spoke to David and said, pursue them. Recover, re- pursue them and overtake them. And without fail, recover all. Whatever has been taken away, you shall recover all in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want you to open your Bible to Joel chapter 1. The book of Joel chapter 1. Joel is the book after Hosea. Hosea is the book after Daniel. And I believe Daniel is the book after Ezekiel. And Joel is the book before Amos, if you don't know where it is, I I made it very simple for you. If you are there, say I am there. If you are not there, say wait for me. Everyone that says wait for me, shame on you. (laughs) Joel chapter 1. Then the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethio, Hear this, you elders, and give ear, all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Joel was talking to the people of Israel because they were going through something that they have never seen before. And for the prophet Joel to say that, has this thing ever happened in your days? We know from scriptures that the people of Israel went through tough times, countless times, time after time. When every time they pulled away from God or they rebelled against God, disaster came upon them. They walked into curses and they struggled. But then Joel was saying, has anything like this happened? Which means in this time that what they were going through at that moment, they've never witnessed that. He says that even not your fathers have witnessed this. You might be going through something you have never, you've never, it is like unheard of. It is like out of this world. Only one person. How can this be? Tell your children about it and let your children tell their children. And their children, another generation, what they're chewing locust. And if you know locust, they chew and chew away till there's nothing left what the chewing locust has le- what the chewing locust left the swarming locusts has eaten and what the swarming locusts left the crowing locusts has eaten and what the crowing locusts left the consuming locust have eaten look at this it was like nothing left behind what one person didn't destroy another thing came to destroy what sickness could not destroy poverty is destroying in your life What poverty could not destroy, disobedient children are destroying in your life. What could not be destroyed by one agent is being destroyed by another agent. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. That everything has to be done, completely finished with your life before he leaves you alone. That is his desire. What the chewing locusts left, the swarming locusts has eaten. What the swarming locusts left, the crawling locusts has eaten. And what the crawling locusts left, the consuming locusts has consumed it all. And God said that, I walk all you drunkards and weep, and will all you drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it had been cut off from your mouth. For a nation has come up against my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion." And he has the fangs of a fierce lion. He has laid waste my vine and ruined my fig tree. He has stripped it bare and thrown it it away. Its branches are made white. Laments like a virgin gilded with sackcloth. For the husband of a youth, the grain offering and the drink offering have been cut off from the house of the Lord. The people were going through so much that it was even affecting the house of God. Had been cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests mourn who ministered to the Lord. The field is wasted. The land mourns for the grain is ruined. The new wine is dried up. The oil fails. Be ashamed, you farmers! Well, you vine dressers, for the wheat and the barley, because the harvest of the field has perished. The vine has dried up, and the fig tree has withered. The pomegranate. Tree the palm tree, also, and the apple tree. All trees of the field are withered. Surely, joy has withered away from the sons of men. Surely, joy has withered away from the sons of men. What was happening with them? Everything was being destroyed. Whatever they worked for was being brought down, whatever they toyed for was being destroyed. Their livelihood, there was no food to eat. There was no food even for the priests. The priests were mourning. They plant today and they reap nothing tomorrow. They toil and toil and it's like their their labor is overtaken by catastrophe. Their labor is consumed by another person. Whatever they did did not work. Trouble after trouble, pain after pain, anguish after anguish. They were going through something. They did not know what to do. And God spoke to them and said, what you are going through is simple. The reason why the swarming locust has eaten all you had and the consuming locust is destroying is very simple. The reason why there is no fruitfulness in your life is very simple. The reason why you are not being able to bear fruit. The reason why there is so many struggle is very simple. But I want to tell you this, that it doesn't matter what you have lost because of this thing. When I show you the reason why all this is happening and you begin to grab hold of it and accept the demands and do it, you will recover everything that is gone. The Bible says that the reason why you are going through all this that you are going through, your job is now growing. your business is now growing, your children are not happy, it's because joy has dried up from your home. Joy has dried up. Joy has dried up. The reason why they were struggling, who knew that joy is such a powerful thing? Joy has dried up. You meet many Christians and they look like they haven't smiled in a thousand years. Like I said, you, don't, you can't judge anybody by how they act or the, the, the sadness that is in them because you don't know what they have been through. But like David went through all that he went through, saw all that he saw, David did one thing. David strengthened himself in the Lord. Yes, you are going through stuff. I'm not disputing the fact that you are going through stuff. I'm not disputing the fact that you are sick. I'm not disputing the fact that things has happened in your life, which even if you tell people, they wouldn't believe it. But God says that he wants to recover everything that the enemy has stolen from your life. God says that I want to be able to minister healing into your life. I want to be able to, sh- to tell you that I rise from your sick bed, get up, pick up your bed, and pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover. Say that I am recovering. 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 Without fail, I will recover all. Hallelujah. God said, I want you to recover everything. Even though the enemy has taken away from you, I want you to recover. The Bible says that for the latter shall be greater than the former. There is better days ahead of you. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past. There is better days ahead of you. There is better days ahead of you. There is better days ahead of you. you. There is better days ahead of you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. sorrow may last the night, but joy comes in the morning. I prophesy over somebody in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Tonight is your morning. Tonight is your morning. Tonight is your morning. Your joy breaks out in the mighty name of Jesus. For the Bible says that when God delivered us, when God turned our captivity, we were like they that dreamed. For our mouth was filled with laughter. The heathen saw and said that their God has been good to them. God shall be good to you tonight, in the name of Jesus God shall turn your mourning into dancing, in the mighty name of Jesus, your sorrow into joy in the name of Jesus he shall comfort you, he shall fill you with joy, in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah 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 God shall put laughter in your mouth God shall cause you to laugh God shall cause you to rejoice. God will do something in your life. Like Hannah, you will begin to laugh. Oh, the Bible said that Sarah began to laugh. God will cause you to laugh. God will cause you to laugh. Like Sarah laughed, you will laugh. In the name of Jesus, the uh, the times of your crying is over. The, 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 The times of your crying in the late night is over. Your joy breaks out. Your morning appears in the mighty name of Jesus. Just as the sun rises In the morning, so shall the sun rise in your life. Every darkness disappear. For where the light shineth, darkness comprehended it not. No darkness shall be able to withstand the light that is breaking off in your life tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, there is a light. There is a light. There is a light breaking forth in your life. There is a light shining upon your life. There is a light coming into your life. There is a light that is breaking forth to drive away every darkness, to drive away every sickness, to drive away every sorrow, to drive away every pain. In the mighty name of Jesus, there is a light coming forth in my life. There is a light. Sorrow may last the night, but joy comes in the morning. Yes, joy comes in the morning. Though the enemy attacked you in one way, God says that He shall flee from you seven different ways. Our professor, let those seven doors open and let the enemy begin to flee now in Jesus' name. Yes, ye ka rema andodo shi india taya maka yandere baha ra ka todo borebe reme hentedia handa daba sha yandara barabara ba rebe de Bedebe bde rekedebede bde rekedebede bde shibre hata hataya baya ye baha yandaba ra make some noise unto to god rekentere bahantodo shout with a voice of triumph ikayandaba sha We serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. He's the same today. He's the same tomorrow. He's the same forever. God is on your side. Power is on your side. Miracle is on your side. Your life shall never be the same after tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a God that is working on our behalf. For the Bible says that God, Jesus Christ is seated On the right-hand side of God, interceding on our behalf. Jesus is speaking on your behalf. The blood that speaks better things than the blood of cows and bulls. The blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Is speaking on your behalf tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Joel chapter 2. Let me show you what happened. God told them that joy has dried up from their midst. That is why everything they were doing was not working. Their crops were not growing. Their wine was taken away from their lips. Whatever was growing was being eaten by locusts. And God said, because your joy has dried up. Say this, "Joy joy is the tool for recovery. Joy is the secret to divine recovery. God said, Joel chapter 2, verse 21. Fear not all land and be glad and rejoice. Fear, fear not O land and be glad and rejoice. Let me tell you one secret, one side thing. Whenever joy leaves your body, the first devil to come is fear. When joy leaves your life, the first devil to enter into your life is fear. So when you are fearful so much, you should know that it's because there is absence of joy. Understand this. Because the Bible says that what? Joy is the fruit of the spirit. So what is a sign that you have the spirit in you? It's when you manifest the fruits. So when joy leaves your life, it's a sign that you are not manifesting the fruit of the spirit. Then which means your life, whether you have the spirit, is questionable. In a sorrowful person, you know, like I said, people are going, people have been through stuff. Don't think I'm undermining the reality of life. But if David did it, then it's doable. I want you to understand that whatever you are going through, there is a way out. There is a way out. For the Bible says that I will not allow any temptation to come unto man without creating a way of escape. The book of James, that whatever comes to man, whatever happens in your life, you should understand that it has happened before. For there is nothing new under the sun. There is no temptation that has before man that has not happened before. But in every temptation, there is a door of escape. Just begin to look for that door and escape. He says that fear not all land and be glad and rejoice for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid. You beasts of the field for the open pastures are springing up. Things are beginning to happen. Things is beginning to happen in your life. He says that I will do a new thing in your life. Oh, would you not see when it begins? God is beginning a new thing in your life tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, I prophesy that let something new start now in Jesus' name. Do not be afraid, all you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up. And the tree bears its fruits, the fig tree, and the vineyard. The vine yield their strength. Be glad then... And you children of Zion, be glad. What was causing all the problems in their life? Because joy has dried up. But he says that be glad. And you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former the former rain faithfully. And he will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain in first of the, in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vase shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore. Say restore. restore. So I will restore. I will restore to you the years, whatever the enemy thinks he has taken away from you. Whatever the enemy has thinks he has stolen away from you, I have prophesied divine restoration. Now in the name of Jesus, I will restore the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the years that the crawling locust has eaten, the years that the consuming locust has eaten. My great army which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty. And be satisfied, my God. You shall eat in plenty. Say, I will eat in plenty. And I will be satisfied. I shall eat in plenty. You are not saying it like you mean it. The one that says it the loudest will begin to eat first. I shall eat in plenty. And I will be satisfied. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Lift up your hand, your right hand to heaven. And say, I prophesy over my life. That from today, I shall never be put to shame. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never, oh, he said it again, my God. My people shall never be put to shame. Shame leaves your address after today. The Satan has done so many in your life. He has brought you into a place of ridicule, a place of shame, a place of disappointment. That people said, hey, you served Jesus Christ, you said you were a Christian. Look at your life. You can't even tell people that you serve God, because when you tell people that you serve God, there is nothing to show in your life that you serve the one and true living God. I remember I heard a story, of um, I don't know, I don't know the authenticity of this story. I don't know if it's true, but there was a man who had those two walkers. The Bible, you know, when I heard the person that told me that this man was in Jamaica. Um, on vacation in a resort, and he stood in the balcony and saw one Rasta man smoking ganja. If you don't know what ganja, I know. <laughs> if you don't know what ganja is, is what is the what Jamaicans called weed. <laughs> so this Rasta man was standing in his balcony smoking weed, and the man who was in his crutches, he wasn't too old, but he was sick, turned to him and said. My son, has, did anyone ever tell you that Jesus loves you? He looked at him, and he says, that, "Does he love you too?" And the man said, "Yes." Then he looked at him and said, "Then why has he left you the way you are?" And he said, "I'm good. I want to. Rem- if Jesus loves you and you are like this, I want to be like me because he was not sick." Why am I saying this? I'm not saying that when you are sick, Jesus doesn't love you. The reason why I'm telling you this is that Jesus wants to manifest through you. So that the whole world will see. Romans said, the book of Romans said, that this is. he He says that the earnest expectation. The earnest expectation. What this whole world is yearning for. What this whole world is crying out for. What this whole world is desiring for, the earnest expectation of all creation awaits the manifestations of the sons of God. Jesus wants to live his life through you. Jesus wants the, listen, God did not save you for your life to be a pity. God did not save you for your life to be a ridicule. God wants you to be an envy to this world. That they will look at your life and say that I want what he has. And you will tell them that I serve a mighty God. I serve a living God. I am who I am because of Christ. For if Christ lives in you, the Bible said is the hope of glory. Christ in me is the hope of glory. For Paul said... It's no, it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ lives within me. That you can boldly say, that it's no longer I that liveth, but Jesus lives within me. Look at my life. Look at me. Look at my family. It is the glory of God that is radiating through me. It is the honor of God that is shining through me. God has been good to me. God has shown me mercy. God has shown me grace. And in the name of Jesus Christ, God will show you mercy. God will manifest in your life God will show himself in your life In the mighty name of Jesus If you believe it I want your enemy to be the loudest I want you to roar Hey Kadeba yando de baha Shibre kaba yando Rime heketendi anda Maman tadaba anderebe Rime endori yanta Antadabasha Romoko to di Andayaka. Shebreyabatarabai shebre ya bata rabai handoru bu, rabai Ye kabahanto robo, ye bre kabahanto rebe, ye kabahanto robo robo, rabba dabara babaraba. Ye kabahanto robo, ye bre kabahanto robo, she bre kaya nde re makarabaraba. I hear God say that from today, I turn you around. I turn, I turn around your captivity. I put a new song in your mouth. Joy breaks out from within you. In the mighty name of Jesus, whatever you plant shall grow whatever you touch shall prosper wherever you go you shall prosper for I have given you the land wherever the source of your feet shall tread it is I God that I have given unto you nothing can hold you back nothing can limit you there is no limitation upon your life nothing can enchant you for there is no enchantment against Jacob or no divination against the house of Israel that, should, that can work from tonight you are uncursable from tonight you are uncursable. From tonight you are unstoppable. From tonight you can be limited. From tonight what no eyes have seen, what no ears have heard, that is what God has prepared for you. God has prepared for a good place for you. God has a better place for you. You are going higher. You are soaring on the the wings of an eagle. You are going to places. You are taking off. I see you taking off. Just like an airplane takes off, off. You are taking off. You are taking off. Just like Joshua Commanded the sun to stand still. I see your sun rising. I see light coming in your life. I see the hand of God working for you. I see God touching you. I see God turning your life around. I see God restoring you. I see God rewriting your story. For the Bible said every written requirement against our life, Jesus Christ has taken it away. Whatever negativity was upon your life, whatever people used to cause you, call you before and laugh. God said they die laughed at you. They that looked upon you in shame, will begin to look up to you. They that ridiculed you, will begin to celebrate you. They that mocked you, will begin to announce you in the mighty name of Jesus. From today, you will be celebrated. From today, you will be exalted. From today, you will manifest. From today, the hand of God will separate you. From today, you will no longer be who you are, for you shall be different. You shall be different. You shall be different, for God would Color to your life, God will add flavor to your life, God will change your destiny, God will rewrite your story, God will open the books to your destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Your destiny shall not end this way. For where you are, is not where you are going to be. For do not despise the days of small beginning, but in due time, in due season, in due season, in due season, God will do something in your life. I don't know about you, but if I was you, I would be shouting. If I was you, I would be rejoicing. I would be making some noise. Hey! 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 Hallelujah! 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 Listen, 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 listen. You, you, you are being too casual. You should rise up on your feet. Begin to move your body. Begin to rejoice in the Lord. Begin to make some noise. Begin to move about, Begin to shake your body. Hey! We serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. We serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. God is on your side. God is on your side. I don't know how. I I still feel like shouting. I I I feel like shouting. I feel like shouting. I feel like shouting I feel like shouting I feel like shouting I feel like making some noise I feel like letting every devil hear my voice that we have won the victory for the Bible says for anyone born of God overcomes the world for this is the victory that overcomes the world even in our faith for we have the victory in Christ Jesus I am not weak but the Bible says let the weak say I am strong I am strong in Christ Jesus. Ah, there is a bright destiny awaiting for me. There is a glorious destiny awaiting for me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hey. 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 What a mighty God we serve. Hey. Hallelujah. I feel like I took personality an printing and Hansen pills. Katara bayando. Remekete reba bashai hyanda. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Reba kayando rebahareba. Shebre yakabayaba. Yaba 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 yaba. Mandere baya. Eh mahayaba. E Mahayaba E Kabaya E Kabaya Sha Terebayando Remecereba Rabaraba Raba Raba Rekabahanto Roborobu Yabayabatereba Rakate Bay Yandebere Bay Yande Verebe Yan de Berebe Yan de Berebe Yande Berebe Yande Berebe Yande Berebe Kabaya I Kabaya I kabaya, my God Jesus is good I am recovering all I am recovering everything when joy Becomes part of you. When you are able to break through. Every resistance of sorrow. Every resistance of heaviness. And you put on. The garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. The Bible says. That everything that is. Swam, oh my God. Everything that was destroyed by the locust, God said it shall be restored. In the name of Jesus Christ. Tonight as we praise and pray. As we praise and pray. As we praise and pray, I see somebody being restored. I see restoration coming your way in the name of Jesus. I see restoration coming your way in the name of Jesus. There shall be restoration in your finances. There shall be restoration in your health. There shall be restoration in your homes. There shall be restoration in your families. There shall be restoration. You shall recover all. God shall restore everything back unto you. Whatever the enemy has stolen. But listen, if you praise God with everything that is within you, you would force the enemy to give back. Satan, say Satan. Satan. Give Give it back, give it back, give it back, give it back. Give it back now, give it back now. Devil, give it back. Devil, give it back. Give it back. Give it back. Give it back. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. David, sing something. Let's praise. Let's praise God.
0: All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed and we're blessed by this podcast. Once again, make sure you subscribe and leave us a rating. Hopefully it's five star. And if you have any testimonies you'd like to share or you have a question on the message you just heard, you can contact us by emailing us at info at worldevangelistic.com. God bless you and thank you for listening.